WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song! Listen up, Slapknot. This is Jeff Jarrett. Hey, this is Chris Stratus. This is the undisputed future of WWE. Seth Rollins. Hey, this is Kane from WWE. This is TNA Superstar EC3. Hey, this is Gail Kim. This is WWE Superstar Natalia. Hi, this is Bree. And this is Nikki. And we're the Battle Twins. Yes, this is Broken, not Hardy. The greatest man that ever lived always likes a good rack. And you're listening to the greatest rack. Stratisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning... I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. In this moment in time right now, this very second, I can truly say that I have the whole damn world in my hand. With your host, they've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. And I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges. Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my God, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my God, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and shoot tobacco. I like puppets. And her producer, Sir Rocket. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. This right here means I'm the champ that runs the camp. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Right here. I knew you dumb. And this is going to be simply glorious! Everyone, welcome to the rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Brought to you by our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com/mbg1211. Also, a huge shout out to everybody listening to us over at WildTalkRadio.com, RackRadioShow.com, or Gerwick.net. And also a big thank you to the folks over at FightBoot.com. Thank you so much for uh, teaming up with us on this May the Fourth. Yes, May the Fourth be with you. Everybody, it's Star Wars Day. Yay! I've seen memes to the good and the bad. And thank you all kindly for the birthday wishes as well. I am your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is my ever-faithful producer slash co-host slash handyman, Sorokin. We have dogs on our Instagram. We have pigs on our Instagram. We have pig. Two people have liked our, our, our picture of a dog already on the Instagrams. Which you By the way, really? That's, that, that's the password for the Instagrams? Yeah. Really? We're that creative. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. I think it was that originally, but changed a little bit. Anyway, at Wild Talk Radio, at Rack Radio Show, at Lindsay Ward on the Twitters, at Rack Radio Show on the Instagrams to see, see our um, dogs and cats and pigs and stuff. You'll get the joke if you listen to the Rack Extra Told Eva Season 6, Episode 15, now available at WildTalkRadio.com and RackRadioShow.com, where you can listen to the show right now. As well as Gerwick.net. Come join us, have fun with us, interact with us, tweet us, 
all that fun stuff. Yes, and we have a lot to get into tonight. We are talking news, notes, SmackDown, NXT, WWE, Payback, and, well, our favorite Tweet of the Week. Always have to do Tweet of the Week. Can't leave that out, unless it's WrestleMania. Then we have to leave it out, because it's like a four-hour show. We don't! With as many tweets as Lindsay has, you know, she has, she's the one with the cap. Oh, oh, you're giving me crap. I'm not the one with the cap. You're the one with the cap. We may have to start giving you a cap. Oh, I'm the host. I don't get a cap. <laughs> what is this? I forgot who I'm dealing with. God, I'm in the lead in WTR Fantasy. How dare you? Tied for lead. In the lead. It counts. You're, you're sort of in the lead. I'm in the lead. You're sort of in the lead. You just leave out that other part. I'm in the lead. That's all you need to know. You're sort of in the lead. Somehow my idiots managed to get me in the lead. I have no idea how this happened. Keep up to date with the hashtag WTR Fantasy. Because I literally just picked it random who I liked. And somehow I had a really good week. It won't last. They will mess up and I'll drop back down to last, which is the goal. But anyway, you can hear more about WTR Fantasy on... Russell Talk Radio Sunday nights, and as we take shots at each other throughout the night, also follow us on the Twitters, Rack Radio Show, you'll see, and Lynn's Ward, and Wild Talk Radio. There's lots of smack being talked. Anyway, we should do the news. Presented by GirlWork.net. So, the biggest story of the week, this week, that we have to get into, was that, well, he couldn't get TNA, so he swore revenge against TNA and their little dog, too, and has bought T- and has bought a rival... In the NWA, that's right, Billy Corgan is back in the wrestling business with the National Wrestling Alliance. He's bought the trademarks, or at least the trademarks, whatever you want to call it, and he now is going to own the NWA. He does not own any of the old footage, and does not own any of the territories, so there's no, when he has the NWA in his power, there is no wrestlers under contract. He's basically starting with the initials, NWA, and then building from there. Everyone who, you know, all these independent promotions that run with the letters NWA, once their lease with those letters is up, it's up. And then Billy will get control of the letters NWA, and then he'll be doing whatever he chooses with them. I mean, maybe he's he's finally going to get to do the plans that he had for TNA. I don't know what he's up to with them. I'm, like, half curious, half concerned. Because, you know, he's obviously also buying the reputation of the NWA, which is a very, very lofty reputation. Very good reputation. And I would hate to see him ruin it by doing something stupid. Um, David Lagana will be running this with him. No shock there. He was one of Corgan's boys in the, the final days of in, uh, the run of TNA and left when Billy left TNA for, for this specific reason to do another project with him. So, yeah, Billy is now owning the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. Not to be confused with any NWA out, other NWAs out there, which there are some. Billy's too white for the others. Really? I'm just saying. He is. Wow. But he, he is. Am I wrong? I don't know what other ones you're talking about, so... <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Just leave it at that. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Moving on. Just, you know, since we're talking wrestling shows and people starting wrestling shows and buying companies, WWE announced that they're going to be producing a localized series for the Middle East. Stephanie McMahon and others were in Dubai this past weekend. They had a historic tryout for wrestlers in that area, and I believe some people were signed. I would tell you the name of it, but sadly I cannot pronounce it. <laughs> so I do apologize. I don't want to try and offend people. Yeah, there's a three in the name, so it's kind of hard to pronounce. Yeah. WWE, so, yeah, WWE and OSN will be 
have come to the agreement. So there'll be a 30-minute 30, 30 show, and there'll be a similar one coming to Fox Sports Latin America as well. So look at them expanding. Go them. They are expanding their horizons. They are expanding horizons. Woohoo! Moving on from that, because you know there are other people that are expanding horizons. Adam Cole is a free agent, at least for the next 90 days. His ROH contract is officially up, and he is not with anybody right now. So we'll see if he goes to a little three-letter territory in Florida. I was going to say, they, they, they no longer ha- have three letters. In, uh, oh, yeah, the other one, right? right? The other one, yeah. Uh, right, right. No, um, speaking of Adam Cole, he'll be working for Ring of Honor next weekend. Even though he's a free agent, he is, again, all options are open. Unlike Kyle O'Reilly, where he said, I'm I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Adam Cole is very open to working places, despite being a free agent. He'll continue to work for Ring of Honor until... Something better comes along. Something better comes along. Um, The two hot suitors are the three letters uh, in Connecticut, Florida, or... Those four letters in in a foreign foreign country. Oh, I know they'd love to get him back. They would love to get him back. So to feud with Omega. Yeah. So Kenny Omega, not Omega Omega on this network. Yeah. Not yeah. Not that one. But yeah, that's sort of the plan there. All right. Well, let's talk about the unplanned stuff. Let's do the Blame Brents. The Blame Brents, you say. The Blame Brents. You didn't have a bones breaking, backs cracking, shoulder snapping. It's this week's injury roundup. I had, hey. I had it queued up. I had to turn up the sound, though. Ah. Because I lowered it when we lowered the music. Professionalism, y'all. Professionalism. So, Brent took a casualty at Payback this past Sunday where he claimed Jeff Hardy's tooth. Hashtag blame Brent. And Tamatonga ruptured his bicep. Hashtag blame Brent. And in a slightly unrelated story... By the way, Jeff Hardy did get his... Tooth fixed. He's back. He's good to go. Tamatonga, I think, is out for... Maybe. Maybe. He may be working through it. Maybe working through it. Because in Japan, they strong. They tough. So, he may be out. He may not. That's undetermined yet. So, feel better, Tama. In an unrelated note to the Blame Brands, because he's kind of tied together, a certain dead man was spotted in New York yesterday going into a hospital renowned for orthopedic surgery. So, it seems that The Undertaker... Is checking in for his, a post-mania touch-up on his hips and knees, potentially. Hi, oh, oh. I'm Mark Calloway. Gotta warn me. Anyway, so... You found, it, you found it odd he was going to New York. I found it odd that he's going to New York simply because there are orthopedic surgeons in Texas. I'm a little surprised he's not getting it done in Texas. But after a little bit of research, we discovered that this where he is is the literally the best place in the country for orthopedic surgery. And number two in arthritis. And number two in arthritis, which is... So he's in the right place right now. It's unknown when he had the surgery. It's unknown what he was having the surgery on. Everybody's assuming his hips at this point, which is an indication that, again, he's done. And no one knows for sure he's had the surgery, but he was in town. Maybe he was getting an examination and for a future surgery. That That's very possible. Yeah, nobody knows why he was there, but he was seen with Mrs. McTaker... Going into the hospital for some kind of visit. And, and, and he looked like someone who needed a visit. Yeah. He, he was, yeah. He, he was slouched over and, it, and yeah. He's not feeling good. That, that, um, that wrestling thing he did for a while as a, as a dead man. There were a lot of them. That, that, yeah, yeah, that poor man, he needs, he needs, he needs help. He just needs help. He, he needs a lot of help. Yeah, he does. 
And there's really no good transition to this as we move to our final story, because speaking of needing help, Sean Walton may may uh, need to be in a little bit of help, because he was arrested over the weekend. Before we get to that, Miss McTaker, you, 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 you don't understand Miss McTaker? Okay, okay. Who's he married to? What was her name? Put the pieces together, you'll get McTaker. Anyway, Sean Walton was arrested for methamphetamines and... um weed. He is saying that um, the methamphetamines were for some um, situation he was dealing with. I, I forget exactly what it was, but they were prescriptions, and he was not selling said said medication, nor was he selling any weed. But he was arrested at the airport. He misses any booking because of it. He says he's fine. People around him say he's fine, but he was carrying substances that he shouldn't be when he's going on an international flight. And I think that's where he screwed up. Yeah, and the reason, the only way people really found out about this was because somebody reported him missing. Because he, because he misses, he was not, he was not at his indie booking. So the promoter went on the internet, said he hasn't heard from Sean Waltman. People got concerned. People started tweeting. Tweets lead to headlines on news sites. And you go from there. That means Kevin Ash gets phone call after phone call after phone call. Have you heard from Sean Waltman? Have you heard from Sean Waltman? All right, let me go find this fucker, and we'll find out where we're at at a point. So that's the, deal. Yeah. that's the deal with Sean Waltman. So here's hoping he gets the help he needs. Here's hoping that he feels better and can get stronger. And I think he's out of jail at this point. He isn't. He's out of jail. He's back to his normal business. He's another wrestling show, either this weekend or next weekend. So see Sean Waltman live and in person eventually somewhere. Yes, and lesson learned: don't fly with that kind of stuff. Don't 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 fly with the weed because what caught him was a dr- drug sniffing dog. Yep, because, they'll get you every time because he's on a list because of priors. Yes, so the the, the sniffer sniffed him out, and you know that's what happens. By the way, before we go to break, because we know we're headed there, mm. Shawn Michaels is doing a movie. Did a movie with Willie Nelson. That's interesting. It's a WWE Studios film. Willie Nelson, Shawn Michaels. It's a uh, it's a thing. I'm trying to find the name of it really quickly, but yeah, Shawn is doing a movie with um, Willie Nelson. It's odd. It's odd, but it's not odd. Like it fits. It really fits it for does, some reason. It does. It does fit for some reason. But at the same point, it's like Willie Nelson, Shawn Michaels. I guess it's a combination. That that's sort of the best way to put it. And if the, the Googles would work, we would be able to find this name in this movie. Um, it's called Pure Country. Pure Heart. It's a new film starring Shawn Michaels and Willie Nelson. Hey, It's a thing. It's a thing. So on that note, we're going to take our first break of the evening, and when we come back, we are talking WWE Payback. We'll let you know who won, who lost, and who survived the House of Horrors. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to The Rack right here at WallTalkRadio.com and we'll be right back. Now available at youtube.com slash rec radio show is brand new daily content. On Mondays and Tuesdays, we dive into the history of Raw and SmackDown with recreated matches from the history of both Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. On Wednesdays, WTR Sims archives will be featured from the previous night's live stream. On Thursdays and Fridays, step into the ring for a male and female King of the Ring tournaments with legends battling today's stars. 
All of this content from WWE 2K17 available daily at youtube.com slash rec radio show. Subscribe today, so you don't miss out on all the action. Which series has the greatest character of all time? CB Radio has decided. It's the greater than great debate. Heard Saturday nights midnight and Eastern live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. The evolution of online sports entertainment begins again on Sunday nights when you step into the ring with Wrestle Talk Radio. Covering all the latest in the WWE, TNA, and the indie scene. Plus, providing you with the most comprehensive coverage of every WWE and TNA pay-per-view. Join WrestleTalk Radio every Sunday night, live only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Do you feel a little bit empty inside after the rack goes off the air on Thursday nights? Well, don't fret, because the rack has a little something extra for you in the form of the Rack Extra. Join us as we review the weekly happenings with your favorite Total Divas. From start to finish, we give you our reactions to all the relationship drama, the infighting, and all the trips to the plastic surgeon's office. Join us as we get all up in that Kool-Aid of the Total Divas with the Rack Extra, weekly right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Trust me, it's simply TheBomb.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Right here on WildTalkRadio.com, brought to you by our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. Also, a huge shout out to everybody listening to us over at Gerwick.net, WildTalkRadio.com, and RackRadioShow.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. You missed our news segment. Well, if you want to catch up on the news, you're just going to have to go to FightBoot.com for that. But you're just in time for our review of WWE Payback, which was this past Sunday. The semi- Raw exclusive pay-per-view on only on the WWE Network because it wasn't quite Raw exclusive. It, it had it had some Raw people. It had some SmackDown people. It had some SmackDown people, and those SmackDown people did not do do so well on on this pay-per-view. That that is for sure. SmackDown was the, the was 
seen as the, this ugly redheaded stepchild that no one no one loved. But we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll talk about it. So the pre-show had Enzo and Kaz versus Gallows and Anderson. The match was fine. I mean, there really wasn't much to the match. It's your typical five-minute tag team match. Enzo got the win with a small package when uh, they were going for the Magic Killer, but it was broken up by Kaz. So Enzo got the win with a small package. I feel like this was a good good win for Enzo and Kaz because it feels like a, it's been a while since they've had a win. But then they lost on Raw, so it's sort of even out. But yeah, so it's sort of even now, but at least I got a win on the pay-per-view. Ish. Ish. Pre-show, it still counts. It's it's all technically the pay-per-view. It's just what they qualify it as. So they, they got a win at the show. That's important for them. Because a win every once in a while is good. A win every once in a while is a good thing, yes. Yes, it is. Uh, we had backstage, the Hardy Boys and Golden Truth. Golden Truth, what, title shot? They were glad the Hardys were back. And it was the start of seeing a little bit more of the broken side. Of Matthew Hardy. She, she, it's growing on her. She's not going to publicly admit it, but it's growing on her. Oh, yeah. Nope. It's growing on her. She won't admit it. She won't it's, admit it. It is not growing on me. It's sort of seeping into her soul just a little bit. Although I will admit, I will admit, I am mildly curious to see if WWE does let Matt do the full thing, or if they sort of chasten him a little bit. Like I said, it's starting to grow on her. It's not growing on me, but it's one of those types of things where it's like, it's so freaking ridiculous that you really do wonder if they're going to let him do the full extent of it, or if they're going to pull him back a little bit. Because trust me, the second he starts it, I'm going to be like, I'm done, I'm out, bye. Because I really cannot stand it. It annoys the crap out of me. But but it's growing on her. It's not growing on me. Totally is. Totally, totally. it's not. No. We all took Enzo and Cass, by the way. Up next, it was Miz TV featuring Finn Balor. Nice way to get Finn on the show. Nice way to get Finn on the show. Um, they they popped for the five minute entrance that Miz pointed out. To sum it up in a f- very few words, Miz and Maurice can't join the Balor Club. Miz joins the Finn Balor just kicked my ass club, and he wants title shot. For sure, me. That's sort of what happened. Everybody wants that title. Nobody knows where it is, but everybody wants that title. At least people are now talking about that title. For now. For now. Let's get into the main show. Yes. Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho for the United States Championship. What do you think of the match? I thought this was a really good back and forth match between Owens and Jericho. I mean, you, you wouldn't expect them to have a bad match at this point. No, you really wouldn't expect them to have a bad match at this point. The best part about it is how they played up WrestleMania and the finger. And how at, at WrestleMania, Owens used the finger to escape the walls of Jericho. This time... Finger came back into play again, and this time Jericho went after the finger and smashed the finger in the steps. And the finger is what caused Kevin Owens' match because his misshapen claw could not reach the ropes. Nope. So instead of being able to grab the ropes, his hand hurt, so he tapped out because of his misshapen claw. So Chris Jericho is your new United States Champion. In the surprise of the night, because everybody was honestly expecting Owens to retain the title because Jericho's getting ready to leave. So it's like, okay, you know, they're going to give the title to, or they're going to keep the title on Owens, and Jericho's going to go off and do his thing with Fozzie, and that's going to be that. Well, so it was not so fast. Yeah, it's like, oh, not so fast. You know, so they, they put the title on Jericho. It's like, oh, okay, all right, cool. So Which we'll get into what happened on SmackDown later. later in the show. Yeah. Rob was the only human to pick Chris Jericho. Well, yeah. 
The video game picked Chris Jericho, though. We don't talk about the video game. <laughs> but the rest of us picked Owens. Up next, the Cruiserweight Championship. Neville versus Austin Aries. Another really good match. These two have wonderful chemistry together. Wonderful, wonderful chemistry. First things first, the, the, they caught the crew fixing the ring during Aries' entrance. Probably not the best. It was not, probably not the best camera shot. Probably not. But it is what it is. Well, considering the fact that how long have they been doing this, and they just, this is one of the few times they've ever caught the crew changing the ring, I think that's pretty good. Because they probably didn't have enough time to. Um, because usually on Raw, they give them this large 10 minute window to do things. And on the paper, they, they were, pay per view, they were like, nope! Nope. You get like three, four minutes. Now go and hurry and do a thing. Maybe, maybe. Here's the hint. Stop changing the ring. Been over this. They're not going to listen. So, not, uh, Neville would taunt throughout the matchup. It cost him at one point getting drop kicked over the top rope. Both men had a really good matchup. There was a nice spot sunset flip into the, from the top rope into the last chancery. Neville would grab the referee and toss him aside to get out of the last chancery to get disqualified. Neville retains, but Austin Aries is your winner by disqualification. Again, top match. Very solid match. Very, very good contest, and a nice way to get out of changing the title, or having Austin lose. Austin win. Neville. Austin won. Right, but it's like instead of having Neville pin Austin yeah, clean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you have Austin pick up a victory, which still keeps him strong, but Neville gets to keep the title. So it's really sort of that 50-50. Oh, damn it. I just looked at the picks. Son of a gun. You make fun of me for walking that line. You really do. I just looked at the picks, and this is the ma- this is the thing that decided the entire thing. This matchup right here. And I got it right, didn't I? Picked Ares, yes. Down to the finish! Was it this one or was it, was it the other one? I, I don't remember. <sighs> but I had Neville retaining the belt. This sucks. We all picked Neville except for you. You picked Ares. <laughs> oh, God, I hate that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, continue. Hardy Boys versus Cesaro and Sheamus for the Royal Tag Team titles. We had Brother Nero and Obsolete Chance. We had lost, uh, Jeff Hardy lost a tooth. Uh, this was a really good match. I really, mm-hmm. enjoy, I really enjoyed this one. Hardys looked good. Zara and Sheamus looked really good. Except for, you know, the tooth thing. Corey Graves said, because Matt Hardy was in the giant swing. Graves said, will Matt be in a different universe after the giant swing? My thought. A broken one? Huh? Huh? A broken one? Get it? Get it? Get it? Everyone get it? They're hinting at it. They're they're subtly they're subtly going there, which means it's coming, y'all. We'll have more grave subtlety later in Tweet of the Week. <laughs> yeah, um, we will. <laughs> <laughs> I have audio to prove it. Um, we had white noise from the second rope. Jeff Hardy broke break it up. Uh, Cesaro caught Jeff. Jeff shows him over to barricade. Twist of fate. No, this is where Jeff Hardy screws up the whole thing because he was in the wrong corner. But at least he was holding the ring. Uh, the the tag rope had to go all around to the other side of the ring. They redo the spot. Matt Hardy gets dropped, uh, drops uh, Sheamus and hits the Swanton for the win. Your winners, still champions, the Hardy Boys. After the match, they show respect. They leave, but then they come out and they lay out the Hardy Boys. And Sheamus was so proud because he made Cesaro into a bad guy. And they broke the Hardys. Broke in quotations. They broke the Hardys. Get it? Get it? So subtle. So subtle. Braun wants to put Roman out of his misery. Was basically the point of his problem. I should mention that we all picked the hardest except for the video game. The video game said double count out. So, up next, we won the better matches on the show. Bailey and Alexa Bliss. Oh my god, this was so good. I need more of this. 
more of it I say that they have found they have found the perfect foil for Bailey. I mean, I always thought it was Sasha or Charlotte. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh-uh. uh. Little Miss Little Miss Bliss did her thing, and she and Bailey just were like peanut butter and jelly. It was so so good. One one spot that I don't think anyone really caught. So Lex was standing on Bailey's hair, and you know how you get a five count, right? Mm-hmm. Alexa was counting along with the ref. One, two, three. As she was just standing and pulling on the hair, I thought that was that was great subtlety little, little heel work by Alexa. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was nice. She's been doing that a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Where she'll just do little things like that. She's really on top of her game right now. Um, they they did a shot where Bailey goes hard into the ring post into the turnbuckle. It's one hard shot. We had, we had back and forth counters for a while. In the end. Um, Bailey got sent into the, the ring post. She went in hard. Her head hit it, which, you know, wasn't her head, but it was sold, sold like her head, shoulder, head, neck area. Went into it, then she plants her with the DDT. Alexa Bliss is your new women's champion. Many people were upset that Bailey lost the belt, but, and even I, I picked Bailey, and you, you, you video game and, and the eight ball picked Bliss, but it was one of those, I'm okay with this. I thought I think Alexa needs the belt more than Bailey does, because as we've seen on Raw, Bailey's better as the underdog. Bailey got that moment where she won the title, she defended it at WrestleMania, and she retained it at WrestleMania. So she really kind of, I feel like she did get cheated out of it at WrestleMania. I feel I still say that would have been the better story to have Bailey win it at Mania, but they chose to do it earlier instead, which is fine because um, ultimately you still had a story to tell, which is good. I feel like bringing Alexa over from SmackDown, you need to, you're basically establishing her as the number one heel on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. You need to do something with her to make her that, that basically she can back up everything she says heal. And doing that is by winning the women's title through slightly shady means. But she still did it. She still won. And, you know, Monday Night Raw, she just sold it hook, line, and singer, which was fantastic. But, you know, you could always have Bailey get the title back. We've seen for pretty much the better part of a year the title going back and forth between Bailey and Sasha and Charlotte. And it's going to be nice. It's nice to get that fresh blood in there. It's nice to see somebody that's not one of the four horsewomen get that title. Right. And Bailey can get it back. And that's the story that you can t- tell is now Alexis, you know, Bailey was riding on top. There was nobody that could really challenge her. Sasha wasn't going to challenge her for it, at least not right now. And, or Sasha was biding her time until she was going to challenge whatever. You know, you have Naya come in. Bailey was able to sort of get around Naya. And then out of nowhere comes Alexa Bliss and she sort of just side shots Bailey and takes her title from her when Bailey's least expecting it. So what happened in the early part with the women's division on Raw and them establishing it, they were trying to establish history, break history, make history in the first year. With the first the first Raw main event, first Raw Hel- women's Hell women's Hell itself for the title, et cetera, et cetera. All these big moments, big historical moments, right? Mm-hmm. I think we're done now. We've set all the historical moments. Alexa just set one where she's the first one to hold the SmackDown and Raw Women's title. We've set the we've set the records. So I think the flip flopping as quick as they did it before in the first year is gonna be put on the back burner for now because they've made the history. You know you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is good because they ha you have to establish a history before you can just tell stories. Now we can tell the stories again. 
we sort of we've we've calmed down the, the flip flopping. We've calmed it all down. Everyone's gotten a piece of the pie. Now let's get back to what matters: competition in the division, and go from there. Yeah, the shakeup did good things for the Raw Women's Division. It brought some much-needed depth to it, especially since they're still suffering from girls being out with injuries, Summer Rae, Paige, and they just got Emma back, and they have to establish Emma now. So it's like they, they got Mickey James, they got Alexa Bliss, they broke up Bailey and Charlotte and Sasha, which is good. So you, I feel like you can tell a lot of really good stories on Raw, but you know you did need to establish Alexa, and I think yeah, you're right. They're done making history. It's like okay, we need to establish some of these girls. So the first one they did was Charlotte, then they did Sasha, and then they did Bailey, and over on SmackDown they did Alexa, and now they're mixing it up, and now it's okay. So these girls are good. They have a good firm foot in the door. They're on their way up. Let's go. And I don't think we're bringing up any other women anytime soon. So it's like. Here's your division. The only real women you that are even close to ready are Oscar and Ember Moon. You could argue Peyton and Billy, but I feel like Peyton and Billy just need like a little bit more time down there before you bring them up because they need to come up together and then stay together and stay together because they they're doing the whole lay cool thing and it works for them. The iconic duo of NXT, yeah, but they work together. So the, whenever they come up, they'll be a package deal and they should be stay a package deal. But you got you got plenty of time for that. But yeah, right now I think both divisions are rock solid. They don't need to have anybody come up. So the next matchup: House of Horrors Part One, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Go. Okay, if it had just been this, this would have been perfect. I mean, okay, yeah, I will be the first to admit it was cheesy as hell. You had a haunted tractor. You had lights, you had disembodied baby doll heads, and some weird antler thing, and a really dirty fridge. But what I really, and the, you know, and you had Randy roll up in a limo, he was wearing pants, so you knew this was a serious thing. Bray was laying in wait in the house. For whatever reason, Bray was wearing a white shirt. I'm still trying to figure that out. Honey, white does not do nice things for you. Please don't wear white. And you had these two come together, and they just beat the crap out of each other all over this house, which was a real house. And that's what I really, really loved about this match, is that they didn't do back, they didn't do it backstage at an arena. They didn't do it on a soundstage. They actually found a house which we later found out was in Missouri, went out there, set it up, beat the crap out of each other in this house for this match. And they were coming through walls. They were going over the furniture. You know, people were getting smacked with all kinds of foreign objects. Like, I think Bray hit Randy with a frying pan at one point. I mean, it's just, and Randy, they were just, you know, throwing anything they could get their hands on at each other until Bray, Randy end up in the kitchen together, and Bray drops a fridge on Randy. A fridge. Yeah, a fridge. Which was a really cool spot, and I really liked that. I like the camera work on it. I liked, yeah, and that's one thing I liked about this, is they shot this like a horror movie. Yeah, it was cheesy, but it was really a good cheesy. I really want to ask this, this question to people. What did you honestly expect from the House of Horrors? I don't think people knew what to expect of it. That's the thing, because they were so mum on it that I don't even think they knew what they were going to do. And so they, I mean, again, they didn't do this in an arena. They could have. 
they really could have. They could have staged the arena up to be like a house of horrors, or they could have done like a fun house kind of thing. Like, there's any number of things they could have done with this, but this is the road they went with it. I mean, was it perfect? No. This was the furthest thing from perfect, but I applaud WWE for taking the risk and taking it out of the box like this and doing what they did. Now, what I didn't like about it in the first half... Just combine it all. Okay. So, one, that they split this into two parts. I didn't like it split into two parts. Because there's a way that you could have gotten around that where you didn't necessarily need to worry about it. Because it's like basically the way that you have this in is after Bray pins Randy under the refrigerator, Bray goes out the house and he declares his victory and he drops to his knees and he goes, follow the buzzers and he spreads his arms and the house turns red. Where was the fire? We need a fire. All the fires make the fire happen. Where's the fire? Well, not red. Where's the fire? Well, if they wanted to pay $36,000 for the house, which you can buy, it's on Zillow, they would have set it on fire. But because they don't own the property and the owner was likely not to let them set it on fire, they didn't do it. So they used red light as a way to symbolize the house being on fire. Also, it was probably too expensive to rig it up to make it look like it was on fire. I wanted fire. I wanted fire. Flames, flames, all the flames. I would agree with that. I think fire would have made it better. Hold on, just not the Calgary Flames. Anyway, continue. Well, who wants the Flames? No one. Anyway, continue. They didn't even make the playoffs, did they? They did, and they lost in the first round. Two. Who did they lose to? Anaheim. They lost to Ducks. Anyway. I had to think for a second. I was like, who did they lose to? Alright, the Ducks. The mighty, mighty Ducks. Because you follow hockey, I don't. Kind of. Um, Moving on. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. Fire would have made this better, but given the circumstances that surrounding this, there was no way you could do fire. So what they had you do, so what they had Bray do was then he gets in the limo that brought Randy. He pours himself into the back of the, the limo and spreads himself wide like the tramp that he is. And he drives off in the limo. I didn't like this because it's like just the visual of Bray Wyatt, this crazy cult leader with magics out the wazoo, getting into a limo and driving off in a limo seems three kinds of wrong because the dude can teleport. And I get it set up the whole second half of the match, which, you know, they did one or two matches in between this. And then they had Bray arrive at the arena and he comes stumbling into the arena. He does his full entrance as he comes out. And then, you know, he brings the lights up and there's Randy laying in wait for him where they do the second half of the match. And they beat, Randy gets his offense in, basically beats the crap out of Bray for a little while before Ginger and the boys show up and beat up Randy Orton and leave Randy Orton for dead and Bray Wyatt gets the victory thanks to Ginger, which I never ever thought I would ever say in my life. But there it is. world we're living in. I didn't like that they split it up like that. I'm not crazy about Ginger helping Bray get the win because I felt like this should have been a clean win for Bray. I mean, out of all the circumstances we discussed, I think Ginger was the least on the radar. Because Ginger's not on our radar. But it's like, again, you could have done Ginger so much better because it's like, okay, so you have Bray Wyatt escape the house, right? Bray Wyatt gets in the car and he drives off, which is the original format, you know, that, and he drives to the arena and that you don't see anything. So you have Bray get to the arena because... The circumstances that you could win were pin, submission, or forfeiture. You could forfeit. So you break it to the arena. He comes out. He stands in the ring. There's no Randy Orton. There's no Randy Orton. Where's Randy Orton? Did Bray leave him for dead at the house? We don't know. But you have Randy lose by forfeit. Because you could have shown video of an Uber car showing up to get Randy Orton. And the Uber driver was Jinder Mahal. And they beat down. And the boys were in the back. And they beat down Randy Orton. Leave him laying in the house. Yeah. 
And you could have shown that at SmackDown, you could have shown that at the pay-per-view. But either way, Randy Orton's not coming. Randy Orton's still at the house. So Bray wins by forfeiture. You have Bray get his victory. That makes Bray look strong because, you know, it's like, actually, I wouldn't even shown gender at the house until SmackDown. Whatever. It, either way, I'm just saying, either way, you, you could have just shown on SmackDown, but that, that should have been the, the video of it. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. And that's where I was going, was it's, you have, you have, basically, it makes Bray look incredibly strong that he left Randy Orton for dead at this house, because Randy, for all we know, Randy's still stuck under a fridge. How Randy got out from under the fridge, we don't know, but... He slithered out of it. He slithered, slithered out of it, yeah, so, and then later on SmackDown, you know, after Bray's won and he looks super strong and you move Bray on on Raw, on SmackDown you have Randy Orton come out or you have Jinder come out and basically be like, well, this is the real reason why Randy Orton lost that match and that's when you show Jinder and the boys showing up and beating the crap out of Randy and costing him the match and it's the same result and you get a little bit more tease and it ties it in and I felt like it would do better things for Bray, it would do better things for Jinder, it would do better things for Randy all the way around. It's just, a, to me, it's a little bit better story, but they went the way that they did. They had Bray roll up, Randy surprised Bray out of nowhere, beat him up for a little bit, Jinder comes in, destroys Randy, and Bray picks up the victory. I wasn't as much of a fan of them doing the second half at all. I felt like the match should have ended at the house. Like, if you, if you had just stopped it at the house. It was done. It was done. It was over. It, Bray beat up Randy. He left. It was indeed a house of horrors. Bray won. You know, it's like Bray escapes the house. He's done. He's out. That that would have really been the perfect ending to that. But, but again, it's like just splitting it up in two and having Bray come back to the arena in the limo. Because it's like if you didn't, even, if you had to split it up or you needed to cut from the house to the ring, just have Bray teleport. Seriously. Like, if you don't want to do the whole car thing, just have Bray teleport. Or just have him in a car, not a limo. Or just have him in a car. Like, have him, like, climb in the back of a pickup truck. Like, there's a dude in a lamb mask waiting for him, and he climbs in the back of the pickup truck. Or he climbs in the truck, and he leaves. Mm-hmm. Hell, he could have driven the haunted tractor. But so it's like there were just, there were certain visual cues that were kind of a miscue. I was like, I don't know about this. So it kind of ruined the illusion a little bit. But to me, overall, I think it was a good finish to the feud between Bray and Randy. But I don't think it did anybody really any favors. Like it could have. Yeah. And we'll never talk about it again. Yeah. Yeah. Because they ain't never doing one of those again. I can promise you that. Based on the reception that it received online. People are roasting the crap out of this match. Which I get. It was cheesy. It was it was stupid. Like, the concept was totally... We don't even know what this is going to be. But they went outside the box. Like, everybody everybody complains at WWE that you always do the same thing. You never go... You never do anything different. We're clearly in a world of different right now. They went different. They went for a gimmick match with Bray. They had Bray win. I thought it was fine for what it was. I kind of walked into it with really no expectations, other than Bray better win this. That was really my only expectation, but I thought it was fine. We picked Bray. April and video came, went with Randy Orton. What would you think? I liked the visuals. I thought the the brawling was good. You take away the scary music and people would be in love with the the brawling, because you're going through walls. The match itself was just eh, in the ring. Again, I didn't think they needed to do all that, because you didn't really have much of a match. If you want, okay, you want 10 minutes in the house and then 15 minutes in the ring, then I'd have been more okay with the in-ring stuff. But you only went five minutes. And you had Jinder come out and the boys come out and it was just okay. See, I didn't watch it with the sound on, so I never heard the scary music. And maybe that's why I liked it better, is because I didn't have the sound on. But if you get, um, you get away from the vision, the, 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 the graphics and everything and all that stuff, and they just a brawl through a house, it was a brawl through a house that was really cool on a whole. 
I really like when he, like, reached through the wall at him. Yeah, that was cool. That was a cool spot. That's all. In the middle was Samoa Joe and Seth Rollins. Oh my god, this was so good. Oh my god. And maybe, and I think that's what also kind of hurt the House of Horrors, is they, like, sandwiched Samoa Joe and Seth Rollins in between the House of Horrors. And their match was just okay. I don't think they, they never hit third, fourth gear, third, fourth gear in this match. But they really didn't need to. They kind of did. I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was just okay. I was I was expecting more out of these two. Matt, I never watch wrestling with sound on. Rock can attest to that, because I can't stand the announcers. So I never watch it with sound. The only time she listens to sound is when I say, turn up your sound. Or Bray Wyatt shows up on TV. Mm. In a promo. Usually, but usually I have to cure it to say, hey, you might want to hear this. Yeah. Turn your sound on. That's how this goes. Begrudgingly. I mean, the match was fine. They were, they're good workers. They had a good, a good technical match. The ending was a little bit abrupt. Um, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of the hell it ended, though. Yeah, the ending was just okay. With Seth Rollins picking up the win. It was just, it was okay. It was fine. Nothing too crazy. We went with Samoa Joe, so did the video games. Eight ball with us went with Seth Rollins. So what's next? As he gets silent. As I take a drink of water. Up next is your main event. Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Thoughts? I like the ending of this. By the ending, I mean the post-match stuff. Okay. Where, okay. The match was a match between Braun and Roman. It was pretty physical. They went back and forth. You had Roman get some good offense. You had Braun get some good offense. But in the end, Roman gets the win. Braun got the win. Or, I'm sorry, Braun got the win over Roman, which was a little surprising, but not really. I mean, it was it was very much a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. I don't know why some, uh, Roman Reigns is Simone drop when he's injured. You, 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 you sh- your, arm is, your arm is messed up. You shouldn't be picking up a 300-pound man. Just well, you so. can try. You should, you should fail at it. But Roman hit it. Why? Because he's Roman Reigns. Superman. Anyway, continue. So... After the match, you have Braun beat up Roman, drop the steps on him, and in a really effective use of a blood, blood capsule, you had Roman sell the fact that he may have internal injuries from by bleeding from his mouth. The, and the internet lost their damn minds. The, the first use of the step was bad, though. The first use of the step was bad. The second use of the step was effective. second was effective. The first one, you just dropped them on there, and you saw his hands hit it. They showed the replay. His hands hit it. Which is why he did it a second time. Where he, you know, actually took them and crushed Roman's middle with it. And I mean, it's like, Romans are bleeding all over the mat. And everybody's like, oh my god, how could you do that? It's wrestling. It's wrestling. But the Superman didn't want a stretcher. Oh no. He's too good for a stretcher. He's coughing up his blood. He, he, he walks to the back. And that's how the show ends. Him walking to the back. Well, I mean, honestly, after the, what happened the last time he got put on a stretcher, would you trust being on a stretcher with Braun in the building? I guess not. Seriously. But wait... We're not done. Brawl talk. Roman found the only white wall back there and dripped his blood on it. Which was gross. Effective, but gross. And then, and then, and then we had Roman near the ambulance. And Roman, and Braun screams, I'm not finished with you. And then runs into the, the door and runs through the boxes. Which I laughed. It was funny, but it did Ooh. nothing for his character. It wasn't meant to be funny. That's the thing, but it was. Because. Hashtag blame Brent. He apparently tore his rotator cuff. Supposedly. But in the picture, he looked fine and healthy in, in Europe. Shh, we don't talk about that Hit, picture. Him and Roman Reigns pound around together in Europe. They kissed and made up in the ambulance. Fan fiction to come soon. Torn rotator cuff should be up three to six months. They're now just wrapping shoulders at this point. But they, they there's pictures of the two of them hanging out in, in Europe. 
Don't blame me. Blame the Titus brand. I know. The Titus brand put it on the internet, and the internet's having fun with it. Here's so Bri- much fun. Here's Braun Strowman. Here's Roman Reigns. I mean, to be fair, there's like three or four people between them. But they shouldn't be in the same picture together posted on the internet. No, they should Or if you're going to do that, have like them fake beating each other up. Fighting at the Coliseum. Fighting at the Trevi Fountain. They're just fighting all over Rome. But here's the thing. Going back to it all. Going back to the thing. Braun Strowman should not be made to look like a fool after being Roman Reigns. Should not be. It should not have been a thing. Well, the way that they did it is they did it to give Roman a little bit of, but of no, but Roman, comeuppance. Roman but I, Roman, I see your point. Roman didn't need it. I don't care. Roman didn't need it. You're building... Mo- Braun Strowman is supposed to face Brock Lesnar for the WWE Champion Universal title. Braun Strowman should look like a monster, not like a Looney Tune. I think it's still their attempt to try and take Braun Strowman down a peg or two because he's gotten over with the fans or the fans are but, cheering for him while he's working against Roman. But why do you need to take Braun down a peg or two when you're putting him up against the Beast Incarnate? Because reasons. I don't know. But that's what it feels like. Like, it's... They're trying to, they're trying to make Roman the babyface of the situation, and it's not working because they're trying to get people to stop booing Roman. People don't want to stop booing Roman they were because it's fun the, for them, so they're going to cheer Braun and boo Roman. They were chanting "Thank you, Strowman" during the beating after the match. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't help. So it's, I think they're trying to make Braun look a little bit like a fool to get so people aren't as willing to cheer for him as they have been. Because that that is is good. Don't, let's make Braun, Braun Strowman look like a fool. That will get people over. But Braun wasn't the one that was supposed to get over in this. That's the thing. But no, he is right now. He's being booked right now to get over. Oh, he's yes, he's being booked to get over, but I have a funny feeling that the original plan was not for him to get over. No, months ago, no. But now, he's over. And he's going against Brock Lesnar. He should at great balls of fire. By the way, Vince, thank you so much for that pay-per-view name. We're going to have fun with that for years. By the way, Lindsay, I have a question for you. What? If I say Beetlejuice three times, will a parade show up? No, but you might get a podium. Hey! I, that was a great line by Alexa on, on, on Raw Talk. Just saying. Just saying. But, um, to to wrap it all up, I, I said Braun, you said Roman, 8-Ball said Roman, video game had Braun, 8-Ball, video game myself went 4-4, four and, four and someone went 5-3. and three. That's someone being you. Team Fluffy! Hashtag in lead. He's just going to sit there and glare at me. Anyway, we're going to take our final break of the evening. And when we come back, we are going to be talking SmackDown and NXT and also doing our favorite segment, Tweet of the Week. You don't want to miss it, so you're listening to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com, and we'll be right back. Tuesday night, step inside the virtual realm with WTR Sims. It's Boots the Asses time! Watch as your favorite WTR personalities battle it out to find out which one truly is the best. To be the man! You gotta beat the man! Watch it live Tuesday nights 11.30pm Eastern at twitch.tv slash rackradioshow or on demand at youtube.com slash rackradioshow. 
Tuesday nights will never be the same again with WTR Sims. Out and about when your favorite WTR program is on the air. Don't worry, we've got you covered. You can listen to WTR on the go with TuneIn Radio. Just download the TuneIn Radio app for your Android or iPhone, iPad or tablet, and search for Wild Talk Radio Network. Best of all, it's free. What are you waiting for? Download the TuneIn Radio app today. Tune in to WTR wherever you are. Celebrating five years of the award-winning The Rack. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of what I'm there for. And I have a unique set of skills, you know, not to sound like Liam Neeson here in Taken, but I have a unique set of skills that nobody else has here. Because now I can I can wrestle and I can fight a little bit, but also, too, I can use my brain and, and my vast legal experience to uh, to provide them with some, uh, you know, case studies and so forth and, and legal advice to try and, try and get Brooke out of this whole jam, hopefully. And I definitely hope you can. And there's nothing wrong with bragging about a unique set of skills. Trust me, we do it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to ask, just because he's a really good friend of ours, I'm sure you've met uh, Matt Goldberg, the director of Terrified. I'm just curious if maybe at some point you're going to talk to him about possibly doing a documentary on your journey at all. Gosh, I think that's a great idea. I didn't even think about that. I would love to do that. I, you know, get him in touch with me because I'd, I'd love to sit down and talk about that. My God, that, that could be a great lifetime uh, original series or something like that. The, the journey of Joseph Park. I, I'm kind of digging that. Yeah, we will. You know what? We'll talk to him right after we do the interview, and we will definitely get him in touch with you because I think that, that would be amazing. Great. I'd love to. I'd love to see that actually. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that'd, that'd be a great ABC after-school special or a Lifetime original series. Or, you know, that thing, uh, you know, it could be, could be great. Join us June 29th for the celebration at 10 p.m. Eastern, only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. You can look, but you can't touch. You keep dreaming on the stars above. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Bell Twins, and you're listening to the Rap Radio Show. Something in your eyes lets me see right through you. Right here on wildtalkradio.com, brought to reference over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. Also, a shout out to everybody listening to us over at Gerwick.net, RackRadioShow.com, and wildtalkradio.com. And well, if you get a chance, go check out the fine folks over at FightBooth.com as well, because, well, they're awesome and they're our partner, and we happily support them as they support us. So you guys rock. But you missed the news, you missed payback, but you're just in time for Tweet of the Week. Well, I used to be the kind of person spending time on my space Until the spammers ended up taking over my place And I was so bitter 
Until I found Twitter Oh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling 140 characters or less is what you're giving My addiction starts to climb I go to refresh my timeline Cause I won't stop tweeting No more, no more It cannot wait I'm sure Alright, WWE Universe tweeted, Hey guys! And they tweeted Wolfgang, Pete Dunn, Trent Seven, Mark Andrews, and hashtag WWE NXT. And Trent Seven responded with, Hi! With a little mustache emoji, which I thought was cute. King of Strong Kyle, Pete Dunn just used an actual child as a weapon. I love wrestling. And Pete Dunn replied, No one is safe. Pete Dunn threw a child at Joe Coffey and got and bit slash got bitten by a referee all in a night's work. Somebody else tweeted him about th- using the child as a weapon, to which he replies, causing more trouble in Scotland. Oh, Pete. Trent Seven, here is a rare smiling Peter. Share this and we will carry on being dead good. And it's a picture of a smiling Pete Dunn and a not smiling Tyler Bate. I feel like he's the dad of that group. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And he just tolerates Pete's crap. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Like, Trent, like, Tyler is the good son. Pete's the not good son. Yeah, yeah. Because I watched a promo with them from, I guess, about a year ago when they all, when they formed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like Tyler just drops this F-bomb out of nowhere and Trent looks at him all concerned. <sighs> He's like, where did you learn that word? Who taught you that word? You're not supposed to use it. Only we can use that word. Anyway. I digress. Shane Mead tweeted Pete Dunn and said, A child should not be super kicked or used as a prop. And Pete Dunn replies, Children aren't allowed great memories because the imaginary rulebook of pro wrestling says so. Becky Lynch, I won't conform to matching socks. I'm right there with you. Seamus, toothless and broken. Tonight was delightful. Hashtag WWE payback. One. I probably got all of them. Because I couldn't remember which ones you grabbed, so I just grabbed them all. See, I'm, I'm, I'm reading your tweets for you. I'm getting glared at. Matt Hardy. We were inspired to adopt this stance by two cantankerous Neanderthals, creatures which always ultimately become obsolete and then extinct. Seamus replies, don't go kidnapping any Dalmatian puppies, Corella. Kevin Owens, judging by my mention, it seems not all Americans are a lost cause. As the face of America, I am hopeful. Now everyone, leave me alone. He's so social. Very. Seamus, delete those novelty acts. We are the bar. Matt Hardy tweeted, at WWE Payback, we show the world why we're the masters of tag team wrestling, champions in the great game. To which Seamus replies, ain't ain't that the tooth, fangs for the memories. I swear it was accidental, but we're molar opposites. He outpunned Becky. I'm so impressed. Very impressed. Seamus, who will be my four millionth follower? Putting my money on Matt Hardy. And he uses a gif of Dr. Evil. Four million followers, but who was number four million? Only Matt Hardy brand. Hope he doesn't delete me now. See what I did there? And it's a picture of Matt Hardy following Seamus. Delete! 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 Becky Lynch. I'm swanky, baby. Or swanky, baby. It's a picture of her on one of the swan floats. Drinking Starbucks. Because she's adorable. Seamus, Europe and WWE Rome, here we come. Dean's going to be our official taster at Teeling Whiskey in Dublin on Friday. Brave man. And it's a picture of Seamus and Dean together. Seamus, Dean has like a liver of iron. He's probably the only man that could drink you under the table on that entire roster. Because we all know the stuff Dean has done. Mm-hmm. Just, just pointing that out. And side note, I think that's Trent Seven behind Seamus. Maybe. James Ellsworth. Becky Lynch cheap-shotted me for the third time now and got beat down by the welcoming committee for doing so. 
Duh, SmackDown Live. Becky Lynch, I do it twenty times again too. Becky, remember remember when Real Ellsworth remember Real Ellsworth when I promised to destroy you last? I lied. I want to see Becky Lynch versus James Ellsworth. I want that match. Yep. On another thing. Needs to be a thing. Book it. Make it a thing. Do it. Mm-hmm. Book it. Book it. Book it. You you heard her, Daniel. Trent Seven. WhatsApp is dead. RIP conversation. Less than let's see. What's the timing on this? About an hour later. WhatsApp is back. Now we can talk again. And last but not least, Pete Dunn had a WWE tryout at the SSE Hydro in Glasgow six months ago. Tonight I came back as part of SmackDown Live. Not a bad Thursday, really. No, not really. Not really. Was that it? Was that all you got? Yeah. I'm done stealing your tweets. You only stole the one. Hey! Big E, clearly the most disappointing aspect of no longer being on Raw is knowing I won't be a part of the first annual Great Balls of Fire. That's a travesty. Hideo Tommy, thank you, NXT South Haven. Scott Dawson replied, can you send my family some money? Hideo replied, how much Japanese yen you want? Just enough to buy my daughter a happy meal from McDonald's, please. Okay, I'll give you 100 yen. This was a legit conversation they had on Twitter. That's like five, or not even five bucks. I know. WWE Creative-ish. This is the most intense episode of Fixer Up or Ever. Hashtag WWE Payback. Perlson.net. Right now, Randy Orton has the refrigerator in a chin lock. Totally this episode. It would have been it would have been great if the limo user Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt was the same one ran by Jinder last week on SmackDown. It would have. Keep it five stars. Somebody get Edge and Christian to get Alexa Bliss some balloons, kazoo's, and streamers. Hashtag Raw Talk. Finn Balor. This donut was too sweet. And a picture of him looking at the donut. What is it with the Irish and their puns? <laughs> it's something in the water, I, I, bet, I guess. And um, J.J. Williams tweeted the following. Still can't believe Corey Graves versus Tom Phillips happened unadvertised on 205 Live. What is he talking about? He's talking about this. It's not like Darwin sending DMs on Instagram to people that he shouldn't have been. There's nothing, you know, embarrassing about what he's done. He simply stole the heart of a beautiful woman. From Cedric Alexander, who was neglectful. Didn't show Alicia Fox the attention she truly deserved. Yeah, Cedric Alexander was a terrible boyfriend. Didn't care about Alicia Fox at all. It's a lot longer flight than four hours for Dar. So here we go, Swan and Noam Dar, one on The snicker. The snicker. Can you imagine the looks between the two? I, you watch them as the, you know, you, you're watching the match go on and you see the, the, the far shot of the commentary table and you can just see them both sitting there laughing. Yeah. <sighs> shots fired, y'all. Shots fired. You know, Grace has been like waiting. He was waiting for an opportunity. And he got one. And he, and he got one. He got the opportunity and he walked right through that door and delivered on 205 Live. But that's Tweet of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's SmackDown Showdown. Yes! 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 You don't even let me introduce it anymore. You just, so I can't even, you know, screw up the name. I'm, I'm helping you out. I have the sheet here. I can tell the difference between the names. What, what, should we redo that now? No. Sure? You've ruined the moment. Ruined it. Here's a tweet. Wild Talk Radio. Gender beat Sammy. Still finding it hard to take gender seriously. Pearl Jam replies, 
maybe for you, Talker Wild. I go, why? Why How? Why should I take him seriously? He's obviously worked hard on his look, and the internet has taken it to him kindly with many, many memes. Kind of what matters today. We are not going there with this. People of the internet, because you're a meme doesn't mean you're over. It means you're a joke. Memes are jokes. Okay, that's not what gets you over in, in wrestling. You know what gets you over in wrestling? Wins. Beating people. Believability. Jinder's won two matches in 2017. They've been in the last two weeks. He's had one singles victory. It was over Sami Zayn. Every other time, he was losing, he was losing matches. Because he's a meme doesn't mean he's over. But hey, the newer fan, memes are what matter. Just like the person you lose to. If you lose, it's okay. Losing in memes gets you over. Do you feel better? Not really, but I, I got it out there. Anyway, SmackDown. That was Smack. That was part of SmackDown. Ginger beat Sammy. Anyway, other things that happened on SmackDown. Dolph Ziggler talked trash. Shane saw him. He then faced Blue Cara and super kicked Blue Cara for a win. What what what's what's Sin Cara going for these days? Whatever the hell he wants. That was a whole lot of blue. Did you make the joke like? We have Blue Tista, now we have Blue Car. Yes. One of the big angles on SmackDown Live, though, in all seriousness, now was Becky Lynch had a decision to make. Do you join up with the, the welcoming committee, or the mean girls, as I like to call them, or do you stand against them? Becky was, thanks, Natty was explaining some things. Becky had some thoughts to make. The mean girls beat up a Charlotte, and they laid out, uh, they laid her out, so she was not going to be able to compete with Naomi, so eventually she did come out. And they did have the tag match, which saw Carmella beat the champion, which she was very proud of on Talking Smack. They're beating down the girls. Becky makes this comes out, and it's which side is he on? She on, and she goes over and she shakes the hands of everybody, and then goes to the Ellsworth wants a hug, and then it's all beat down Becky time, and they all, the good girls got beat down by the mean girls. I thought it was a really well done angle. Becky sold it really well. What do you think? I liked it. I liked it a lot. I mean, you kind of knew that's where they were going with it, but I still like how they did it. I accidentally forgot that James Ellsworth is not a girl because I say they're like, well, who's gonna, who's going to be the fourth girl? Because you know, you have you have Naomi and Becky and Charlotte together, and then you have the welcoming committee. And Rock had to remind me James Ellsworth is not a chick. So the week. We believe he's not a chick. He could be. I don't think he is, but uh, he could be. Anyway. I don't think he is. Anyway. Relatively sure he's not. But anyway, yeah. So it's like, other than that, I thought SmackDown was, was good. It was a nice follow-up to where they tied Jinder and Randy together. They did. And you'd, they did. And they advanced that story where you had Shane take the title back from Jinder. And you had Randy and Jinder get into it a little bit. So that was nice. You had the good follow-up between Jericho and Owens where... They had a nice match together, and they gave Jericho a good send-off. They did give Jericho a good send-off. He beat him down with the... He took back the title, and he showed compassion. Oh, my God, my best friend's hurt. And then he beat him down some more, and then beat him down some more, and, and did a, the chair spot where he throws him into the ring post with the chair, so his larynx is hurt. So, you know, him going on tour will sell it, totally sell that kayfabe of him singing on Friday night. It's going to help him sing. It's good. Totally, totally going to sing. Um, what won't help someone sing is, you know, perf- the perfect Ted beating Andy in English because he was crying. And he made the list. He made the list because there's no crying in wrestling. And then there's one other moment. Oh, we should mention AJ Styles and Kevin Owens brought and AJ was tossed out in the beginning, which was a good spot. The opening between Kevin and AJ and, and Jericho was really good. Then there was the Fashion Files. <gasps> oh my god, the Fashion Files! This was 
one of the most amazing things you'll ever see. It does not make them believable what this was entertaining. I don't think it's meant to make them believable. I think it's just meant to be entertaining as crap. And that's exactly what this was. I like that they had Vince's mugshot on the wall. I like that they have multiple mugshots on the wall. That was fabulous. And that you have Tyler trying to type on a on an old school typewriter was funny. It was funny as hell, but this was it was great. The Windy Apple. The Windy Apple. The Windy Apple. They were listing all the offenses that the Usos have made. It was fantastic. It's on the YouTubes if you haven't seen it. The Fashion Files is awesome. It's stupid as hell, but it's worth a watch because it's the best thing that they've done with the Fashion Police in the longest time, maybe ever. It's They've kind of been needing to do this all along with them because the gimmick is just silly enough that it just works. I want more of it. Yeah, I really kind of want more. Because those two were very entertaining on the microphone together. They they have a nice play off each other. They mm. really, really do. Yeah, but that's SmackDown. That's SmackDown. No Bray Wyatt anymore. And no Luke and Eric. Where the hell are they? Other than Eric trying to join the circus. But we'll, we'll talk about that when that comes. Anyway, NXT! It's time for this week's edition of the NXT Rundown. Feel better that you got that in. Yes. So what happened on NXT? Well, we had Sassy Hideo. Okay. I need to say something about Hideo. He is the healthiest I've seen him look even before he debuted in NXT. Since he's debuted in NXT. He's put on some muscle. He's put on a little bit of weight. He looks healthy for the first time in two and a half years. Yeah, he looks really good. And he looked like that when I saw him in Atlanta. Okay. That you see him in Atlanta, this is me seeing him on television. I can. Although the scar from the surgery is nasty, is really gnarly looking. I mean, it just makes him look that much more badass. But it's like it's a very, very, very visible scar because of where it's at. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Well, Photoshop. Photoshop helps. You cannot Photoshop live in-ring action. Well, technically, it's not live, and actually, yes, you can. They just don't want to put the money into that level of production. Hideo beat Kona Reeves. Kona Reeves got advice from Bobby Roode and attacked him for, for before the match started. Hideo came back and kicked his ass. In sassy Hideo fashion. In sassy Hideo fashion. Yeah. It was, it was brilliant. And we got the GTS. We did. Which I like how they make such a big deal about the GTS. Because it's his move. I know it's his move. I know that, but it's like they could just, you know, blow it off, but it's like they've, they're making the GTS into a big deal for Hideo, which is good. They're reclaiming the GTS. Whereas, like, the only GTS that matters is Hideo Atami's. Exactly. As it should be. Yep. What else happened? Well, we had uh, Bobby and William get into a little bit of a uh, verbal scuffle. A, d- a discussion? A discussion where... Um, Bobby doesn't feel Hideo's quite ready, and William agrees, you know, about, you know, Hideo should have to earn his opportunity at Bobby's title, and Bobby's like, yeah, yeah, he should totally have to earn it, so, well, William's made up his mind. He's going to have Hideo and Roderick Strong fight for the number one contendership. Next week. Next week. And Bobby was not happy. Bobby was not happy, then Roddy came in, they had a stare down. The documentary that they've done on Roddy is really good. Mm, Yeah, yeah, it is. Really, 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 really good. Also on the show, my new favorite tag team, Heavy Machinery. Oh my god, they're amazing. The, um, not Tucker Knight, the, uh, Otis. Otis is entertaining as hell. Which one is Otis? Is he the one that talks? The, he's the bigger one. 
He's the three. He's the one who picked both dudes up at the same time. Oh, okay. He's Carl Urban, dude. Got it. Yeah, Otis is fantastic. Yeah, he is. He's entertaining. He is very, very entertaining. They squashed. Take- they squashed these two dudes. It was. It was awesome. They want a shot at the authors of pain. Like he picked them. Picked them both up, and then Tucker Knight ran from behind a Luthes his back. And drove them both down. That was awesome. Otis is awesome. They've been hitting them steaks and weights. <laughs> and being the, they've been eating some steaks, too. So I said steaks and weights. Oh, I thought you said sticks. No, steaks. Oh. Um, also on the show, Killian Dane beat Danny Birch. Solid match. Solid match. Gotta shave your back champ. Gotta shave your back champ. But the main crux of the show was trying to find out who would be the number one contender for Asuka's title. So you had this battle royal. You had everybody in it. From Rachel Ellering, Candice LeRae. They didn't mention their name. They made mention Rachel's name, which is the Evers. They gave her Lance Storm's real last name, which is weird. But I understand why. You had Liv Morgan and the, 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 the iconic duo and all that in this match. So it gets down to the final three. Of Ember Moon... Nikki Cross and Ruby Riot. And there, there's some teases of false fit, false uh, people getting out, thrown out. But then Asuka comes out. And what does she do? She, just she de- hurts herself. No, uh, she destroys everybody. Asuka destroys people. Oh, right, right. Asuka, I'm sorry, yes. Well, Ember Moon was already kind of destroyed. Ember was kind of destroyed. But then Asuka, like, injured Ember by accident. Not sure exactly what was supposed to happen, but she tossed her out of the ring. I think she was supposed to hit the post and then fall down. But she, like flew past the post and her arm like clipped the the, the guardrail. And it's, and it's not like it's not like the WWE shows where they have the the, the dashboard barricade. This is the steel guardrail. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if the if the dashboards were there she wouldn't have gotten hurt. But she came up and her arm she injured her shoulder in this one. Um that said, I like the Battle Royal. I like that Oscar came got involved. Um and Regal announced there's a four way. Had a takeover. I thought it's good. I'm glad we're not doing another singles match. You know. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think of the battle royal? I thought it was good. I mean, you. I liked how they had the mixture of new and old faces in there. Mm-hmm. I think there were a couple different name changes because the um the blonde chick that comes out in the 40s get up. They changed her name. Yeah, she's. They no, changed her name. She's Lacey something now. And we know that they changed Daria's name, so they've they've kind of reset a couple characters. I like that we got Candace, even if even if it was for like a really short amount of time. But it sucks about Ember Moon getting hurt. It really, really, really sucks. Mm-hmm. And she was pissed too. You you saw her? She was really pissed. She's I mean she's just laying there. She's like, God damn it! When you know someone slams a mat, their hand down on a mat. Yeah, it, it was serious. And the announcers weren't talking about it, which was weird. Like they were just glossing over everything. They all dancers were in a really tough spot. They were trying to sell everything with Asuka, and you see the girls hurt, hurting. So, but the original idea was she was supposed to be down and hurt. But the, the announcers are just calling it as, okay, she's just down, and they're all down. And it was there's some awkward silence in the in, at the end of it. It just they were trying to show the realism of the attack, but I think it dragged on a little too long before Regal got out there. Yeah, just a little bit. And for a tape show, they probably could have trimmed that a little bit, but they didn't. Like, like there was a weird spot where Tom Phillips said, "We're gonna, we, we hope there's a thing between Oscar and Regal backstage. We hope to hear from, from, uh, from, uh, let you know what's going on later." And then, ten seconds later, Regal was on the stage. It was weird timing at the end of it. That's all I got on that. Solid show. Very solid show. There's also a really good promo by DIY backstage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was. But 
overall really, really, really solid show. We're two weeks out from TakeOver in Chicago. But I think we're done? I think we're done. So, well, you got stuff to plug, so plug away. Saturday Night Midnight Issues see periodically Weird, Wacky, The Unusual. If say what, we'll have the greater than great debate. Marvel characters and so much more. See Radio, see Radio Live on Facebook, Twitter, and dot com. Hashtag Blame Rob when a celebrity dies. Sunday night, it's Russell Talk Radio, 10 p.m. Eastern at WTR. Sunday night on Facebook and Twitter with Tim Stein, Omega, and Heartbreak Mike. Monday night, it's the Raw Post Show, 11 10 p.m. Eastern. Talk everything goes down on Monday night, Raw. Tuesday night, it's WTR Sims. Congratulations goes to Lindsay Ward as she retained her WT- the Rocks Women's Championship over Sasha Banks, making her tap out. Twitch.tv slash Rack Radio Show is a place to be. Catch up with the archives at YouTube.com slash Rack Radio Show for five days of content from WWE 2K17. We'll be back next Thursday night for another edition of Rack, 10 p.m. Eastern. Check out the Rack Extra Told Even Season 6, Episode 15 to hear about our Instagram full of dogs, cats, and pigs. At Wild Talk Radio, Facebook.com, this is Wild Talk Radio Network. You good? Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Lensward, L-N-S-W-R-D. You can go to my website, psychwarddesigns.com. If you like my artwork, if you'd like to view my artwork, it is available for your viewing pleasure at behance.net slash Lensward, same as the Twitters. Also, don't forget to check out our amazing, awesome sponsors, fightboot.com. Wrestling Figure Photography, Instagram.com slash MBG1211, and Gerwick.net. I had to think about it for a second. Sorry! And, well, that does it for us, and we will be back next week. Till then, he's Rock, I'm Lindsay, and you've been listening to Rock right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Bye! Gonna get it, I'm a hazard to myself. WildTalkRadio.com